so you're in the Bay Area. It is 4 o'clock p.m. your time. You're carving time out of your busy day. I appreciate that. No, it's, it's nap, um, nap time, so it's actually see. perfect time. Oh, is it? For, for my son, yeah. <laughs> nap time. Mm-hmm. It's the afternoon nap? Yep, yep. Okay, how old's your son? He's four. And you have one of those, um, do you have one of those white noise machines or whatever <laughs> that just plays waves? We or? actually have a song that we no. play for him. Uh, and he's been listening to it ever since he was born. Or not, probably like since he was one or something. It's a Justin Timberlake song from that Trolls really? movie. There was uh, the True oh Colors. Oh my god, the cover of Cindy yeah. Lauper's uh, True Colors. He... That gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, he, he, he listens to that every night, and, and we do a little dance. We have this whole routine. It's so cool. I, I have to document oh. it one day. Cause it's, it's such a nice, it's such a good cover. Yeah. Like, I mean, Cindy Lauper's version was great, but just, Justin Timberlake's, mm-hmm. it was it's such a sweet. Uh, okay, wait. So, <laughs> okay. So, let's pretend like we haven't actually started. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to get you to introduce sure. yourself. You're listening to the Can't Sell This Podcast with your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. So uh, uh, I'm Andrew Guevara of AG Does It, uh, maker, builder, fabricator. That's pretty much what my caption says. But on the, that's pretty much on the side. But what I do full time is a litigation consultant or a courtroom magician. Um, there's not a lot of people like me out there because it's such a unique niche and you can't go to school for this stuff. But um, that's what I do uh, full time. Um, but when I, whenever I get a, a couple of minutes here and there, I turn to the stuff behind me, which is making, tinkering, any any kind of making stuff. Uh, did you say? <laughs> I swear the audio messed up or something. But did you say you're a litigation consultant for a courtroom magician. <laughs> litigation litigation consult consultant <laughs> but some people have called me a courtroom magician because i'm the guy that displays all the evidence oh, okay yeah it was like an <laughs> aka <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought literally there was a courtroom magician who i support in litigation every day oh that would be sweet <laughs> <laughs> and here's your evidence Exhibit you know, next thing you know there's a thing in front of them <laughs> yeah were sometimes it this? is like that. It's actually, you know. You know, sometimes I get the head turns and like, whoa, did he actually do that? <laughs> so it's 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 pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I wonder. You know, it, it's interesting because the 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 um, the Instagram or the online profile is or the, the online persona is obviously separate from the day to day persona. And uh, you know, you had done a you'd been working from home for a number of months, as most mm-hmm. of us have. Those of us who are fortunate enough to be yeah. able to do that. Uh, and you put on a tie and you f- put on a video saying like, I'm going to work, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and it was like you alone in an yeah. office. Like, yeah, it was that crazy. was uh, my first attempt at trying out a virtual trial. Um, I've been I've been uh, blessed to be able to to be approached by one of my longtime clients and they reached out to me and saying you know, asking if I was interested in doing a virtual trial. Um, you know, I said, how would that work? Right. How would the jury, you know, be positioned and everybody going from home and all this talk and preparation. But, um, thankfully there wasn't a jury. It was really just a judge and, and the witnesses and the attorneys. And then myself, they officially call me a trial presenter. So I'm the guy that displays evidence okay. uh, uh, whenever they ask for it. That's why I, I like magician, courtroom DJ, whatever your request is, I'll display that exhibit. 
you know nice um so this was fun because you know and it's interesting yeah go ahead no no go ahead please yeah it's like uh it's it's funny because i was there all alone they asked me to go to their law firm and all the attorneys it was probably like a, a team of 30 or 40 people and they were all in their own offices but we were all socially distanced not once did i actually right. see a live person uh, other than it support who came in to help with wi-fi and like a secretary bringing me coffee wow. but other than that i could have really just been working from home uh during that time <laughs> yeah but you'd have been you'd have needed to carry a box of evidence back to your home right which that's no, not cool. It was right? all electronic. <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of it. Like, that was yeah, all electronic I had evidence. About a half a million pages of documents in loaded in my system to display oh my God. to display at a given notice. So that that's what we were trying to do, totally right. paperless kind of trial. Whereas yes, a typical one you'd have boxes okay. of documents to lug around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um and how the other the other part of you that, that that I find really interesting not the part of you but one of the things that you are is is also mm-hmm. a, you're a musician yep. you know and 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 I mean god damn you're a dancer too right it's, it's, like... it's all a number of past lives like music really is is my foundation sure. uh, my whole family is all in music um, I have a uh, my youngest brother who's a rapper another one who's a producer in EDM music um, and then I used to be an R&B mm-hmm. singer and pop kind of uh, producer. Um, so, yeah, it really started with music and, and that whole creative uh, aspect. Then it ventured to, to video and then eventually, like, making physical stuff uh, with my hands. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I... And the, the making physical stuff, that was that... Was that sort of centered around like prop making for your for your videos, or was it was it just a general? I, I'm interested in carpentry and whatnot. Yeah, so where it really started in in making physical uh, things was uh, I met my wife who I was dating at the time. She was also kind of a DIYer. She'd like to upcycle her furniture, and we both bought homes at the time, so we were in this phase where like what can we do to customize our home so i bought my first hand saw or like a circular saw and and then we ended up getting married and and pulled off one of those diy weddings so i built tables chandeliers and centerpieces and that's where (laughs) things really took off because it was like a hundred percent um a diy we laser cut our our invitations and everybody's little place card names um so yeah, that's right, really that's right. really where it took off, and where I saw a business uh, aspect from this is shortly after our wedding, uh, the reception venue reached out to us and asked us if they could rent some of the stuff that we made for our wedding, so that they can hold it for future uh-huh. events. And like, yeah, that's where that's it amazing. really took off. Like, oh, light bulb, you know? We didn't know we we knew we wanted to do something. Yeah. Uh, uh, totally different, but we didn't know that it would take off to the point where people would start wanting to, to you know, to reach out to us for to make some stuff for them. So um, that's where carpentry. And have you? Do you have it down to a? You know, it's interesting because you had posted a cake topper that was like a a, a character, an anime character that was like a gazillion layers of paint and <laughs> yeah. a bunch of laser cut parts, and and you like you you really pointed out like the level of effort involved in it versus like what would be a standard cake topper right right do you balance that kind of cost against the effort 
for special requests or is it more like a, you know, I love the challenge. I'm going to do it. It's a little bit of both. Sometimes, you know, it, it, the request from a client might come off as, can you make me a cake topper? And then it goes into, oh, my son likes right. this character from this game. Can you make it like that? I say, okay, well, there's many different ways. Then I ask the big question, what's your budget? Right. So that would really dictate yeah. how much detail yeah. I can go into. Um, I, you know, I've been lucky enough to get some clients who are like, do whatever you want. I just want it to be awesome, you know, and I'll pay for awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I got you. So this is where I, I get into this, this Zen mode of just like, well, how can I make this different? How can I make this stand out? I don't want cardstock right. cutouts of anything or simple pieces of wood, but I mean, how can we take it to the next level? And even to the point where, where I admit, you know, that it may be counterproductive as far as how much we can put out, you know, in any given moment. And then you're cutting into our bottom line. <laughs> I always look at it as, Hey, I'm learning something new, you know? And I, it's basically like I'm paying right. for my education, uh, to, to try a new thing. So that in, sure. in the future, if there's a similar client who asked for something the same, then I'll know how to do it 10 times faster because I've spent the time to learn it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And do you see, this is the hardest. I think this is maybe this is too early to ask, but as you are generating, do you see it as more like a side hustle? Like you're the litigation stuff is your main job and, and all this other stuff is a side hustle. But as you are gaining in popularity and gaining in sort of a fan base, quote unquote, do you see yourself as like weaning yourself off of the litigation work, the, the, the job job work? Or do you see it as like, I mean, I can I can do this. Yeah. Four you know, days a week it, and do this other the, thing. the cool thing about the litigation stuff, as I say, it's full time. It is my own company, so I'm a freelancer. You know, so so uh, business comes okay. when it comes, and and thankfully, I might be able to do you know a job for one month and then take a month off. So with with the combined right. amount of hours that I spend in litigation, I'm actually doing more shop time and making time, you know, than right. actual litigation time. So. I'm not in a position oh, okay. to kind of uh, uh, shelf or move away from litigation just because if you count the number of hours that I work in litigation, it's actually less than part time. It's more of like a third For time. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, as long as I can continue <laughs> yeah. to balance the uh, the workload from, from litigation to making and have clients that understand that there might be a time where I might have to dip away for a couple of weeks to take a job. Um, you know, then I can mm -hmm. do that. I would love to be able to have, uh, you know, uh, a consistent, uh, or a large YouTube channel, uh, to be more of a personality. And that's kind of like one where, where I'm slightly leaning towards, but I know that I'm going to hit a crossroads where, what if I am at this point where I'm putting out one video a week on my YouTube channel and then I get a call yep. for a three week trial you know, what am I going to do then? Do I try to backlog some of my work and just release every week? Or do I, you know, veer off and, and risk um, any kind some kind of plateauing of my following and, you know, or stagnant uh, following, have it take a hit because I am all of a sudden gone for three weeks, you know? You know, that's a tough, that's a tough question. I mean, we, we with the podcast, we made sure to have we had at least one month, if not two months worth of backlogged material so that we could delete, we could, you know, 
produce at the same time as, as like recording. And we were almost consistently recording as we released so that we never lost our backlog. This is the first situation where the last episode uh, we released was on Friday. And that was this cosplay and foam Smith named uh, Xavier, uh, Charles Xavier Conley, who's Ebony warrior. Mm -hmm. And he was our last episode recorded. And I had to email Stefan, my co-host and said, Hey man, we have no episodes. And I'm like, what, what can we do? I'm going on vacation. Do you care if I reach out to a bunch of people and just say like, would you be interested? Because like, this is where we're at. Yeah. And this is the first time we've ever not had episodes like in the, in the backlog. Cool. Well, I'm glad I could fill in that gap. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> well, I, I'm really happy, you know, listen, you know, one of the, one of the interesting things I've sort of, I stumbled upon you sort of, I would say almost late in the game. I, I would say probably I, I, I paid attention or I saw you in the, or someone mentioned you. I don't even know how it happened. It was one of those Instagram <laughs> you know, rabbit holes, but I saw you working and I thought this was, this was great. You know, like I loved to, I really like process. I really, my dad's a carpenter, so I love carpentry mm -hmm. and I like that you made an effort to make your carpentry work interesting and fun. I, I can't even think of the right way to say it, but like, you know, you, you would put music to it and you would dance and you would enjoy yourself. And part of that was what was, was such a draw for me was that you made it into entertainment as opposed to like content creation, which is right exhausting to watch sometimes. Right. Yeah. You know? I think just growing up, I've, I've always been, and me and my brothers, I have four brothers, two older and two younger, and we've always right. been somewhat entertainers. Um, my parents, they were, they were yeah. uh, my mom was a lead singer in a band. My dad was a keyboardist in the band. They met through the band. So entertainment was really uh, hmm. our, our foundation and how I wanted to, you know, have a, an account that was different was to combine all of that entertaining while, while educating if I could, you know, um, because yeah, right. there, there's so much content out there that's that's all the same, and and yeah, they you might learn a ton, but in um, nowadays with with people's attention span just dwindling, you know, you need to find new ways to to yeah. to spark their interest every couple of seconds, literally. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a difficult proposition, especially if you are hoping like in some way to move into it into this content creation thing into it like on a full-time basis or at least you know a weekly release kind of situation like the amount of time it takes to edit and create the video after you've recorded it is equal to the amount of time it took you to build whatever it was you're building sometimes even more you know <laughs> like to make compelling content and yeah and sometimes like because of captions and animations and all this stuff yeah. and maybe you're you know recording your own soundtrack and like i just Oh, I find it exhausting. <laughs> it, it is. And, and um, I keep I just, getting into this position where, you know, I would love to use a little bit of each skill that I have where, where it is, you know, whether it be making mm. a beat to be the soundtrack to the music, um, you know, the ultimate kind of production that I would like to see. And I don't see any way I can do this consistently was uh, to make a video of me making something and the music be music that I've made. But not only that, like, what would be cool is I'll, I'll describe, like, one episode that I would love to do one day. Sure. I, I would have a project, whatever it is, make a piece of furniture or whatever display, and I would take shop sounds 
you know, from my shop, sample those, and then make a beat out of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and have, right. have that really carry the theme of, of what was going through my head while I was making something. Um, that way uh, I would I would fulfill every kind of uh, itch that I would have at least for, for, for multimedia creation uh, all in one video. Right. You know, take me 10 times to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, and the, the actual thing to make would only yeah. take like two hours. <laughs> And you wonder if it's like maybe what you end up doing is creating a Foley uh, set of Foley tracks. So you just sit and run your bandsaw, run your table saw, run the jigsaw, record, 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 run a drill, record, run the drill press, record, you know, and Mm -hmm. then just have a library of sounds that you can then cut in and and then make your beat. You know what I mean? And that way you can just use them ad nauseum, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would be fun. That's one of those like I, I, I think like every other person who has a who has a general interest in in instructing. Like I have my own YouTube thing, but mostly it's like, so this is a circuit board that lets you do audio. This is you yeah. know, and I'm super dry about it because I just don't see. I, I you know I'm a very practical person, so I'm just kind of like, here yeah. you go, here's your thing, this is how you do it, and it's the it's the most viewed video I've got. I just I can't understand anybody mm. watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny that the algorithm uh, algorithm works in mysterious ways, right? You never know when something's gonna pop or or mm-hmm. you know the the thing that you probably thought would be the least. Yeah, interesting would be the most interesting to maybe ten people who have a hundred thousand you know followers or more and takes it off for you. Yeah, yeah. And do you find so? Let, let's let, we're gonna reel it back. So, at what point when you got married, you were doing your own uh, DIY wedding stuff. Wh- when was that? That was back. Uh, we got married in 2014. So um, shortly after, I'd say okay. about you know, four months after our wedding in September 2014, pretty much beginning of 2015, that's when we started our business, um, got incorporated and we, we started legitimately, you know, pursuing clients and, and, and doing it, um, you know, as a side hustle, uh, back then I was traveling five years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, 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 we've doing it for five years, but both part time, uh, you know, my wife was laid off maybe two years right. ago, so now she's doing it full time, um, handling the website stuff, the mastermind, and designing everything. I'm just a guy who fabricates. Like, honey, tell me what to build, and I'll and I'll make it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wish I had a little more creative control, right. but that, I don't win in that arena there <laughs> between the two of us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been five years. It's been slow and steady. You know, I don't think we're in a rush to. Um, you know, get it to a point where it's it's purely exhausting and, and it's not fun to do anymore. You know. Yeah, and you have to balance that with family time, and you, you know, you yeah. got your son, and um, you know, uh, having a four year old is no joke. It's 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 effort. Yeah. You got to do. I also it, have you know? a fourteen year old. I mean, what's, what's I think from a previous relationship. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that adds more time. Well, she's less effort. Right. She's just more gr- grouchy about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I thought what was really cute was you'd made a little poster hanger for your son's uh, alphabet poster, and you and he, you showed him like like punching, and, he, <laughs> and you said this is how he shows how much he likes things because <laughs> yeah. he punches them, and he was like he just he was going you know he was going was, hard at it yeah it was super cute. <laughs> 
Yeah, that guy that guy cracks me up. He he's always got new little tricks up his sleeve, and and it, I'm just amazed. Like, where do you get this stuff? And like YouTube. I'm like, that's yeah. my son, because I got everything I YouTube. know from YouTube too. <laughs> YouTube University. Well, you know, I mean, pre YouTube, before YouTube, yeah. I, I think. I I had talked to I had talked to one of our. One of our younger staff, I work for an experiential agency, and, and one of our younger staff members, I said, you know, I, before YouTube, and, and he just went, what do you mean before YouTube? <laughs> like, in his mind, like... The, it was actually an error. You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to admit, like, the era from which I am, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, so, what... Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something. So, here's here's the thing. So... AG does it. Yep. Like I always think of it as I in my head I say it like Easy does it, mm-hmm. but AG does it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that it is it does it is. like does so okay it, it kind <laughs> of is yeah yeah and 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 you're the first person to actually Good. ask me. <laughs> it's like so worried. Yeah, you're the first person to ask me that question. Yes, it's a it's it's kind <laughs> of reaching, but I thought it was kind of catchy. You know, <laughs> I think uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like Easy does it. I think yeah. it's, it's the only thing I heard in my head when I when when I saw your your name. I was like, Ag does it. I was like, what is his name? And then I looked up. I'm like, Andrew Guevara. I'm like, Andrew yeah. Guevara does it. <gasps> Ag does. He yeah. does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think the the persona that I was trying to create was, you know, I wanted to make it seem like things are easy to do that you could do it too. Eventually, if I was going right. to be some kind of educator or whatever, uh, or influencer that, you know, if I could do this, then you could do it. And I, I, you know, seen, uh, you know, in the future, like some videos purely, here's another like, kind of, uh, video where I would do, I would say today, I'm going to learn how to do this. I've never done it before, but you're going to come along for the right. ride to watch me learn and it's just a bunch of quick clips of me looking up youtube clips and and all of that and it's really you know and and surprisingly you know uh yeah I've, your, I've gotten, your browser history yeah you know I've, I've gotten a lot of uh comments from people that say hey you you know you're inspiring and i'm like wow this is cool i never thought i'd get it to this point where i'd actually inspire people so i'm hoping that it'll just yeah. get just get better from there and and i'll reach out to more people and make it feel like yeah if i could do it you could do it i you know i i think there's a, i think there's a uh, there's a fine line between look at all this stuff i, I if i swear i apologize yeah. i swear yeah. so like there's a fine line between like look at all the shit i've got and i and i and i know how to use all of it like you have a laser cutter not everybody has right. one of those you know but it's really it's it's really gratifying to watch you work in real world carpentry tools you know, mm-hmm. like you posted, uh, was it today you posted on your Instagram story about your learning CNC yeah, yeah, so yeah. that you're going to be doing a thing that's heavily CNC, right? Right, right, right. So like the past couple of days have been learning that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Sorry, I should have asked a question. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. No, I mean, I can... I can what are you working in right that. now? Right now, I, I do have kind of a secret project where the, the, the client didn't want me to post anything about it, which is why I've kind of been silent for the past uh, few okay. days because um, they're giving it to another, uh, you know, a good friend as a surprise. So I wanted to kind of lay low. Uh, also, I think, you know, part of that was, was also preparing my son for distance learning and a lot of home stuff. 
Um, you know, I, I do have right. two or three projects that, that are in the back burner. Two of them are, are personal. One of them's, uh, I'm entering into a challenge. It's a, a lighting display challenge. So, um, dealing with neon lights. Oh that's, yeah. Okay. I saw your, your post on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's another thing. So it's, it, it hasn't been too exciting, not as exciting as something like the Game Boy, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm still having, uh. I'm still excited about you know making his stuff and it's just sure. a lot of home what, stuff. What, what software are you working in to learn CAD? Um, right now it's just been SketchUp. Um, I did open uh, Fusion SketchUp. 360 for a while um, mm-hmm. to just to try to do some basic things, and I know that it, eventually I'd I'd love to fully migrate into Fusion just because of you know the fidelity mm-hmm. that you get. You don't have to deal with any of the quirks that you get for, yep. you know, if you're dealing with 3D printing, it's it's what you see is what you get. Um, you know, but I, yeah, yeah. for SketchUp, I've been doing it for over 10 years and it's just been second nature to me. So, I, you know, oh, I, mean, okay. I can whip, whip up anything sure. in five minutes, uh, you know, with, I just need a good block of time to really sit down and learn everything there is to know about Fusion, you know, to fully be vested in it. <laughs> Well, that's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> right. The next t- chunk of time. I went from like, yeah, yeah I went from like Tinkercad to um, open. No, I went to from Tinkercad to this other one that was like, a, uh, it had open in it, I think. And then mm. I went to Fusion 360. And I, you know, I got to admit like Fusion 360 is like heads and, you know, heads and shoulders above some a bunch of other free software i mean like it's just crazy how good it is i mean on top of everything else like the support around it is really good i think Mm -hmm. that like if you were you know i have a i have a friend who's very big into solidworks like he you know he's Mm -hmm. like that's what his job is like he works with solidworks all the time for catting and he's like yeah i guess fusion 360 is okay you know i prefer solid (laughs) (laughs) well it was free dude (laughs) yeah yeah no what i would like to do once i get you know comfortable enough with fusion is to i love to tinker with the their simulators like stress simulators or like if i'm Mm -hmm. building something i'll know where the stress points are um linkage system for mechanical engineering there's plugins that you can use to to simulate tell you what it is awesome yeah yeah I i would love to do that yeah one day <laughs> plus cad paths tooling paths like it's you know it's yeah. a very robust piece of software i love it <laughs> so it's hard for me to be yeah. like no i'm going to be totally arm's length from this conversation i love it <laughs> and i use it all the time i'm terrible at like i'm terrible at like uh sh- like shaping things like you know yeah, mo- yeah. like molds or whatever like i'm really good at mm-hmm, parametric mm-hmm. modeling but you know once you get into like f- like in more nebulous features yeah, I'm no, no good at. I can't deal with it, uh, those those kind of random shapes. It's that's not me either. I'm not a sculptor by any means. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No, what's funny is is one one time I I uh I modeled a uh, I'd done a project for craft bears and I'd modeled their bow tie of one mm. of the bears in fusion and then printed it. Of course that took however long. They didn't like it, so I had to remodel it. Yeah had to reprint it, send it to them. They didn't like it. So finally they were like, it doesn't look like these other bears. And I was like, what other bears? And they sent me the original bow tie and I ended up making a, a mold out of it with like oh. silicon and then casting a, a silicon Sweet. bow tie. And they were like, this is perfect. I was like, yeah, I don't know how that could be perfect. It's so weird, you know, but like I it wasted so much of my time doing it this other way. <laughs> 
where if they just provided me with the original part, I could have just molded <laughs> yeah. it. You know, like that's, <laughs> it's just one of those funny, like in my head, 3d printing yeah. was the answer. Yeah. Do you know how you can get it in your, in your head? Like this is, this, sure. this is going to be sure. the answer. And it just, you know, you never then, know until you actually put and it then out. And 12 you know. hours later, you're like, <laughs> how much acrylic do you burn through with laser cutting when you're like, you, 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 you model something, you, you design it and then you go, Oh, Oh no, yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't what I no, meant to I, do at I, all. I got the, I got the CNC running right now on my third attempt at, at cutting out a couple of things. <laughs> Either the first attempt was there was a shift in the rails where it caused one of the passes to just offset and then mess up the entire thing. Another right. one is I forgot tab, so then it got stuck in the bit and, and you know, it started moving around. I didn't oh. do the glue and tape trick. And then now glue the tape, third one. Yeah. Yeah, I think now that the third attempt will be will be the winner. Third time's a charm, and I just busted over you know yeah. thirty dollars worth of walnut, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you're not not killing your like your two hundred and fifty dollar end mill, you know. <laughs> right, right. I always Snaps get them two at a time or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I yeah. care? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So have you, do, do you feel like you're working towards becoming like a jack of all trades, master of all trades sort of thing where it's like learning 3D printing, learning how to use a laser cutter, learning how to use a CNC machine. And as you get better at all of them, you're just like, I'm just, I'm going to keep learning. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever stop, but I also don't think I'll ever be a master. You know what I mean? At at any one thing, mm. you know, even music. If I've been playing for thirty years, I don't. I still don't consider myself a master, mainly because I've never learned how to read notes. I've been playing by ear my whole life, so that I saw that <laughs> in your Instagram story, and I just thought that is not. <laughs> That's not a musician. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's what it is. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, I mean, I can I can identify All chords tabs. by ear. That's kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but you give me some sheet yeah. music, I won't be able to play. And that's. It. Yeah, could you hum that to me? <laughs> I just need to hear it once, please. Just yeah, put time. the sheet music in front of me. Yeah, just hum it to me, please. I need it. Yeah. Um, You're off on this note. You were off on that note when you hummed it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fun adventure not knowing how to read notes, but also knowing a lot about music. And, and you know, some people just don't believe me because I can't yeah. read notes. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I You know, I, I think I think being able to play by ear is... is is a is a true talent you know yeah yeah i i i used to believe that i had uh you know absolute pitch that ability to identify any kind of pitch at any given point sure i get pretty close and then you weren't able and then, to i don't know <laughs> i have to go to casinos i know that they play the key of c major all the time and so that's that's always been my base uh did you know that because Cas- no, casinos play the key of casinos plays uh, play uh, their tones in their machines in the key of C major because it was said to be the most pleasant kind of uh, tone so that you can be feeling happy really? while you're gambling and losing money. <laughs> you go into you go to a casino <laughs> or just look it up and, and you'll see that the key of C is one of the most common tones that are uh, played in, in a casino, mainly because scientifically it's supposed huh. to generate some euphoria or pleasantness uh while gambling <laughs> man i've been in a couple of casinos and i can honestly say there's been no euphoria whatsoever <laughs> i mean not winning 
True, true, true. <laughs> Did you know that 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 the the dial tone uh, was A, the A note, so you could you could tune a guitar using a dial tone? I knew that I could back in the day. Yeah, I knew that I could replicate any dial tone number by hearing it and playing it back on the piano because there are always two the two keys playing at the same time. Um, every number right. in the keypad had a, two, a set of two tones, and I would have them play a series. Uh, a press a series of numbers and then I would tell them what numbers they they pressed just by how they sounded <laughs> yeah so I didn't know about the A though that's interesting oh man yeah if you just if you just lifted your phone off the hook back in the day mm-hmm. you could lift your phone off the mm-hmm. hook and it would just go mm, and that would be like the that A so a. you could go bong oh, bong 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 cool bong. yeah so you, you could tune your guitar if you're if you're ever like hard up for it if you didn't have a tuner on you or you didn't have like something but yeah I remember a buddy of mine did that to me once we're at his place and he he's I said oh shit I don't know yeah. I think this is right he goes hold on he lifts the t- phone oh, off and hits amazing. speaker and it's like bong like bong well, bong, bong, bong 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 old you know. school musician life hacks back in the day <laughs> old school old school life hacks hang the phone up dude people are trying to call i'm trying to tune my I guitar can't get Stop. this one this one no. i'm trying to tune my guitar cut it out yeah. i'm too high for this man um but yeah i think i think let's 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 rewind you're not a little even bit. holding a guitar i want to go back to your question about you know do what do you do i see myself doing this kind of full-time you know i would love to do this full-time eventually you know uh, i think one of the key factors in what in whether or not it would be uh possible is if we maybe get out of the bay area because just the cost of living is just insane around here and and i would do less trials and you know to do more more of making i mean i i love being able to put a smile on somebody's face to wow them. I, I used to perform on stage, so mm-hmm. I love to perform. I love to entertain. And to be able to do that full time would be, you know, ultimately my life dream. I am still performing, but in the courtroom, you know, I, <laughs> I, I sometimes, when yeah. I'm pitching myself to a new client, I would say, I'm the reason that your jury is not going to fall asleep because I'm going to be, you know, displaying the <laughs> evidence in a way that'll keep them engaged and entertained and into yes exactly <laughs> i've even given pointers on to to litigators on how to present their case like their demeanor and how they're supposed right. to present themselves because you know faithless faces some lawyers they pro- they know a lot about law but they might not know how to present it well or be engaging or be enthusiastic or or you know about that too, too. You know, it, it's interesting, but 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 the but the level of comfort in front of an audience actually serves you very well when it comes down to to making videos for whatever, whether it's Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. The idea of entertaining is is something that's inherent within you, right. so that you know, do you find you're no longer are, were, sorry? Let me just say it a different way: Were you ever surprised when people started really paying attention to what you were doing? Yeah, yeah. I I think um, when I started getting more messages about, you know, you're my number one character on social media. I'm like, what character? Okay, well, that kind of made me feel like, okay, yeah. there there is this personality, this brand that I get give off, and and I was kind of timid, you know. Right. Yeah. Even though I used to perform on stage as a musician, like 
being a content creator was kind of a slightly different uh, uh, take on entertainment because you don't have immediate reactions that you could play off of. Mm-hmm. And, and and that took yeah. me took me yeah. a while to get used to. Um, and now that I'm getting reactions in the form of direct messages or emails or whatever, then it's starting to tell me, you know, okay, keep doing what you're doing because, you know, this is providing some good uh, uh, responses, you know, from people. And, and then the numbers start going up. Right. So numbers are always somewhat of a tell on, on how good you're doing, I guess. So. Uh, every now and then I might right. put out a poll yeah. really just to say, hey, why are you following me? You know, really just to, to get <laughs> I, I, I literally do that to some to some people, random people that might have just followed me. Hey, how did you hear about me? You know, really just to get a, a, a just right. a gauge where they came from. And some people don't even know others like, oh, yeah, I found you through so and so. But, you know, it's I am always trying to yeah, keep aware yeah. of my audience to make sure that they're, you know, whoever does follow follows not because of a bot or or something else it's it, there there's a genuine sure. following and yeah. that'll kind of help me keep doing what i'm doing i mean i i find that that i'm i'm following people more and more that are either they're part of what i do you know they're they're electronics people or they're you know they build things they use their hands generally i follow people who use their hands quite a lot and it's it's mostly i have a real appreciation for the effort involved in it mm-hmm. um i'm not as much of a programmer as I used to be. And, and, and if I were, I'd probably follow programmers more, mm-hmm. Yeah. but, um, seeing someone that, that the, the actual delight of creation is very evident in your videos. You, you are delighted by the stuff you're making. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I, I am every single moment and, and I'm hoping that, that, you know, um, uh, experience plays out and everybody can feel that because yeah there is a joy that i get giddy every time i'm walking towards the garage to to get into the shop because um you know to the point where Mm -hmm. i'm counterproductive because i might have too many things on my plate that i don't know where to start um but when i when you know when i flip (laughs) the lights on flip the cameras on then then for me it's like showtime all right what can i do to to put out some entertainment today yeah what was the mindset uh, uh, what, like, what is the mindset now where you go, okay, I know I'm going to be doing something with this for YouTube. So I'm going to have to set up a camera here. I'm going to have to take this many shots. Like how has that interrupted your actual workflow to have a mind towards the end product of not just the product, but, but the end product of a video? Yeah. There's a couple of things that help me dictate what, how I'm going to approach a project. If it's going to be a project where it's a commission, then, um, I would ask the next question uh, if it's commission is it something that i would eventually need to replicate you know as as an offering as a, another product line offering um then i don't have to be so uh particular about every single uh shot because if i am going to be making future uh, uh versions of this or or another version of this then i'll have more opportunities to get better shots like i wouldn't want to spend right. time um, um getting every single shot if it's going to be something i'm going to make more of so if it's a one-off and it's like an art piece or something like that then i would really uh take the time to think about how is this edit going to look i really do think about the edit a lot you know because mm-hmm. once it, mm-hmm. that'll then i shoot to the edit um and try to minimize the amount of footage that that i would i would take um sometime but i also leave maybe 25% to chance and to improvisation 
while I'm in the moment. You know, I, I would yeah. have a, a, a yeah. workflow. First, I start off with a SketchUp. I print it out, and then I, I start breaking things down um, to how I'm going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to, all right, I'm going to cut this, then this, then this. How my camera is going to be positioned. I want to eventually get it to a point where my shop is going to be like a TV studio where I'm going to have, uh, and with minimal footprint, I'm planning to uh, create a, a rail system, a ceiling rail system. So I'll have all my cameras. Yeah, I was going to say ceiling mm-hmm. rails. Uh, yeah, have my cameras and lighting all off the floor and, um, you know, in modular yep. and, and whatever. So what I, it would be cool is I have a slider and um, I hate having to put it on like a tripod or a table or something. But I'm going to have on my rail system, I'm going to have two extendable kind of articulating arms. But that can also serve as platforms mm-hmm. to be the platforms for my slider that I could maneuver at any point suspended from the ceiling so that I won't be tethered to a table yeah. or, a, or a, a, cam- a tripod to be able to get the shot that I need. You know, I'm always trying to yeah. try something different with a, with a new shot. I might research a few YouTube videos just to see what, what else is out there. Yeah. You know, out of every build, I would probably think about in the back of my mind as I'm building what you know, how many posts, daily posts can I uh, generate from this one build? Um, and sometimes that yeah. that might be the driving factor on how I shoot. Like, hey, I would like to, you know, with within two weeks come out with five solid videos um, describing a process or doing a magic trick or something like that. Um, and then ultimately uh, come you know, out with I, a full I, build I, YouTube video, which, yeah. Right. I, I I honestly believe that that a lot of what I'm witnessing with you know you you uh, in particular obviously since I'm speaking to you but you know when I when I look back at some of the the other creators that I follow like uh, Laura Kampf out of Germany and and uh, I can't remember the guy's yeah, name Industrial Maker is his is his handle but he does a lot of uh, uh, what, Mike sorry? Clifford that's his name Industrial Maker. Mike Clifford, yeah. yeah, where he bought himself a building, you know, and he's like, "I'm yeah, gonna make this into insane. my space." And you, you can see as there, but but that's that's the path you're going down if you choose to, you know. It's it's one of those decisions. It, it, it's a very risky, you know, decision to make, but it is something that you eventually can make that decision, you know. Like, yeah. I follow prop builders as well, and 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 you, you sort of go like, there. You can see this. It's a very, it's a deliberate tasking of this is what your instagram story is going to do your instagram story is a tease towards your video right right yeah right yeah so in a lot of cases you're talking about the things that you're recording as you're recording the video you're basically taking a pause in that big recording and doing these mini little right blog yes yes in your instagram story that then lead to your big video right like your um the big the 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 big game boy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is is probably the best example of that oh yeah there were a know? ton of stories on on that on the game boy um i've still have yet to put out the full build video i cuz literally i have like 24 or 25 hours of footage on that thing it's going to take me forever <laughs> man it, you know <laughs> But yeah. but I'm not the Francis Ford Coppola big big Game Boy. Yeah yeah I don't know I I I'm <laughs> hesitant because I yeah, as much footage as I have I don't want to put out like a feature length film on it and I want and just given the audience I want to give them just little bites maybe seven minute bites of of yeah. different, different stages. I but mean I, like when it comes down to it there's there's what design there's inspiration there's design. 
there's electronics and then mm-hmm. there's fabrication. Right. So like what how do you break that down into into digestible bites that people are going to be willing to consume, you yeah. know? I had one I talked to one uh maker, Michael Alm. Um it was Almfab, Alm A L M F A B is his handle. Um, he was giving me okay. some pointers. He has a successful YouTube channel and he does it full time. And he was saying, suggesting maybe you can break it up into, because the Game Boy takes up, has a lot of different kind of trades built into that. You have the making of the body, right? The artistic nature of, of how it looks mm-hmm. and how different it looks. Then you have the electronics. Then you have the programming of the retro pie and, and the games that you loaded. And yep. then the mechanical nature of the buttons and wheel and how they work. Like all of these little things can cater to a specific audience in their own right. Like rather yeah. than having it making a Game Boy Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Like I don't know if that, that does well anymore because like if you don't do well yeah. on Part 1, they're not going to watch any of the other parts. Right? But if you break yeah. it down into how yeah, you can do, you can like it, a distillation, right? So you yeah. say, you say this is the volume wheel, like how I solve the volume wheel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there are very definable moments within the entire build that are truly interesting. Mm-hmm. Carving out a Game Boy shell may not be right, you know, right? Yeah, or you can just you know. Uh, I I did while I was building it. I was putting out these one minute video clips that were focusing on a very very narrow aspect of the build. Oh, but but yeah. I I'm thinking you know <laughs> sometimes I think like ah oh, well you just be lazy. What if I just post those one one and a half minute uh, video clips on YouTube and have them be their own episode, just copied over to to YouTube. But like you know people who've seen it are like <laughs> oh, I've already seen this. What what else is new? But I, I was thinking yeah. maybe, you know, have like a five-minute video of all of the electronics that went into it or all of the mechanical features that went into it, you know. How I hacked mm-hmm. an LCD monitor to, you know, install and make it from widescreen to a square aspect ratio. You know, that those those right. those things I think might be enough to, uh, to have a specific uh, audience to cater to. Yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to happen, though. But <laughs> believe it or not, I still I don't. And that's the. I mean, that yeah, I, I still have my wedding video that I need to finish. I haven't even done that because I used to be a wedding. Oh I used to be God. a wedding that's videographer for fifteen years. Six years, man. Oh yeah, I know. God. I know. You it's, gotta... I suck. That's I suck terrible. big time. Yeah, <laughs> it's now the running joke in the household. My wife like, is a. Like, it's funny, but my wife was a project manager. When we met, we were in advertising at the same time. She was a project manager, a developer. And then she quit, and had we had her kids and whatnot. And, and she decided, I'm going to try quilting. And now she's this really famous quilter with, like, you know, 20-something thousand followers. And she actually has, like, a business that's based off of... I mean, it started out as crafting. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? This is part of the reason I'm so interested in what everybody else is doing, because I've been, you know... I've been neck deep in what my wife has been up to and, and, and I, you know, I've, I've just blown away by what she's accomplished, but I always watch people that kind of do what I do to see what they, like, how have they done what they Mm -hmm. did? I'm, I'm, I'm truly, truly stupefied by the fact that you're able to have your job, job, which is your own job, but like to have your job, job and do this other stuff, like the, the level of professionalism you put into your own instagram work or your own video work is just mm-hmm. i just 
chef's kiss you know thanks man i appreciate that yeah i i think it's really just a culmination of all of my uh prior passions whether it be you know videography editing or music and now making it's it it everything that i do Mm -hmm. has now just been compounded and and i've never put on the shelf any one skill and i always want to kind of pay Mm -hmm. you know uh, keep continuing with with combining everything um it all kind of goes together anyway, so it, it, it works out. So here's here's where, you know, I wouldn't would say we're necessarily done the conversation, but we could be done the conversation. And, and I, you know, I recognize I recognize these moments, but there is something I would I would love to ask. And I think I think it probably would help people that are listening that that are in this boat, maybe the same as me. Sure. Um, you came from a background of videography, but with a talent towards fabrication. If, say you have somebody who's like a, got a talent in fabrication, but has no clue when it comes to videography. What would what would you say is like the top three things that someone like that would need to make compelling videos? Yeah, I, I almost nine times out of ten, my answer is always going to be Google slash YouTube, because. I I, <laughs> I I don't have a degree in anything. I only have a high school diploma. For sure. And and, and I, I understand that there's not a lot of people that have that kind of drive that could learn everything they need to learn from a video. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, that's pretty much what, what I would preach on. You know, you have to take the, the, the first thing that you need to do is to take the step to want to learn. They're not... You're not going to be expected mm-hmm. to be spoon-fed with this information, right? Learn by doing. You can't be buffed by doing, you know, by by reading about it. You have to do push-ups, so like like Gary V says. You know, I always follow him in his in his quotes, but like you have to practice it. I think mm-hmm. you know there's not going to be uh, a, an easy way to getting to you know a point where you might aspire to be somebody you follow. Like it does take an insane amount of hard right. work, dedication passion yeah and you have most of all you have to have fun doing it like you know people get shut down all the time or they shut themselves down because they keep comparing themselves to others and like man i wish i could be like this person here and how do they do that and you yeah know, how do you get like that and it, there is no magic answer to it really it's been years years hours of sleep you know days of sleepless nights and um when you find something that you can not you can lose track of time you know doing mm-hmm. that's what i feel like you should double down on and and learn everything there is to learn until until i guess the next thing comes around you know uh i don't think <laughs> there should be yeah. you, you know what i mean like, that's that's for me that's for me but you know so stay inspired <laughs> yeah yeah i mean sometimes i inspire myself because it's it's hard it's, it's one hard of, right it's it's one yeah. of those things like you need to um you need to find motivation within yourself too every once in a while and not just look for for something to inspire you you know um you have to you have to yeah. sit down with yourself and say hey what am i good at because you can't become a basketball player if you're 5-1 
you know, you you can't you can't do that. You have to the first step into really figuring it out. You if, can't if, be an NBA player if you're five foot one. You can be a basketball player <laughs> at five foot one. You just can't be in the NBA. Okay. That's just not going to happen. That, that's what I. There mean. are certain dreams I mean. that are unattainable. Let's say professional <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. Here I'm yeah. thinking. Here I'm thinking. I'm going to say like, so what would you? What what advice would you give? And you're like, you're totally the best answer I could possibly get was from you. And in my head, I'm going. <laughs> I don't know, a good mic, a good camera, <laughs> you know, like garbage in, garbage out is, is how I always look at it. <laughs> True. Uh, I, I might have sugarcoated it a little bit, but yeah, garbage in, garbage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your answer was good. Don't, don't, don't turn it. <laughs> don't, don't take it away. That was, that was such a better, it was such a better answer than what I had expected. I it was just like, in my head, I'm like, well, don't use some shitty webcam, like buy a, a fairly, or like start with the bad webcam and just figure out. You know, take a video. Like from from my perspective, it was always yeah. just just take the video. You know, until yeah, you take yeah. it, how do you know you don't don't know what you're doing? Right, right. the 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 look of everything <laughs> is is not as important as the content. You know, if you want to put out videos, mm-hmm. just start by re- hitting record. Yeah, you're right. And and don't worry about lighting. Don't yeah. worry about that. You know, some of my earliest videos were just garbage. You know, but it was this was me finding myself and finding my my personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was joking about like uh, I've, I've been working on a little fab project at home and and I, I tagged Leaf McGinnis because I follow Leaf McGinnis does a lot of metal work and I and I was like cool. you know when yep. you wish you were Leaf McGinnis but instead you've got a drill and a and a tap and that's it and he like he comment he commented back on like oh that's hilarious but in my mind like. You know, he's that's what his machinist, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. his job. Like, the, all all credit to him for making really good videos. Yeah. But he's a machinist, like, he's a talented metal fabricator. So, that you know, you can be a shitty videographer and still be a good metal fabricator, but he's right. learned the talent of being a good videographer while having already been a good machinist. Yeah, and I think yeah. those are, I think they're, you know it's six of one half dozen the other like you can again i I just say like well hit record and just see what you get yeah you know yeah the number of videos i've seen out of professional fabricators that put their camera on the table and then hammer on the table and then the camera goes you're like did you not know that was gonna did you not know that was gonna happen i mean that's like a that's like videography 101 man don't put it on a vibrating you know or like are they they you know, they clamp it to the table and then run a, j- a jigsaw. Near the, <laughs> near the yeah, everything just turns into a blur. Right? <laughs> it looks because like of the a rotation of the. Yeah, it's just saw. a seismic anomaly. You're like, yeah. oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, yeah. so that you know, it's yeah, no, it's great. Um, I you know, listen, I I don't. Uh, this is where it would be. I I usually say it's unsolicited, but this is me soliciting advice. Sure. Um, do you have any advice that I haven't asked that you could give to people that maybe? following you and that may be interested in what you have to say you know i think it's just going back to um um you know learning a new trade we can take it even further just how to get started right is to start that's that's so cliche but it it can't ring more true in in this maker you know community or or doing anything in, Mm -hmm. in in general just you need to sit down with yourself figure out what you're good at double down on it and have fun with it and you know, I think that that'll take you to, mm-hmm. to many places. You know, you can't be unrealistic. You can't be 
you can't be a dreamer to the point where it's like, yeah, I want to be a singer, but you can't hold a single note. Like one of those things that, that <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be practical about about it's true. your skills. It's true. Right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And and be open yeah, yeah, to I'm constructive be a criticism. Pianist. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I so listen. I think that 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 is a key piece of advice. I think being willing to listen to criticism is yeah. probably the 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 hardest thing that we are dealing with in the online world right now. Is that taking things personally is mm-hmm. what is probably and also knowing how to give criticism is is a is a true testament to people. Like I think I think if you can't give criticism in a constructive way then, yeah. you know, maybe it's you, <laughs> you sure, know, sure. but, but being able to take criticism is also a talent mm-hmm. being able to understand what someone is trying to say, or even to discern what their message was when they say that was just garbage. Yeah. Like what part of it was garbage? Yes. Can you tell me like, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to listening. I just need you to be more open to your criticism like just right. like educate each other right you know? and and you know to not have a guard up when the criticism comes your way trolls will come and yes it'll be a sign of success but also take it as a learning experience like you never know if, if somebody's troll comment mm-hmm. on your youtube video will be something that'll change the way that you do things forever like in for the better you know yeah. being, <laughs> being open to it but also not being you know negatively affected by it yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's a very it's it's a it, it's interesting. This happened to me very recently. About six months ago, I got enough followers on on YouTube that I was able to change my channel from a personal channel to a branded channel. Right. Mm-hmm. So it became Hugh Q. Elliott, the branded channel. All of my comments went away. So all of my responses to all of the comments mm-hmm. on the videos that I did mm-hmm. were gone because when you go from a branded channel, your personal comments are taken oh, away. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. So last month. Someone commented on that that soundboard video and said, well, since the original poster has no interest in responding to the people commenting on his videos, you know, I don't see the point in asking my question, which is, and he still asked the question. So I responded to his question and I explained the process and I said, look, this is not a matter of me not responding to anybody. This is just the fact that as of this many months ago, all of my comments were removed because they became a branded channel. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he went, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But like, I could have responded like, you know what? Get bent. I don't have to <laughs> answer to you. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> but once yeah. I realized what is, you know, and I wasn't angry to begin with, but like when I saw his question, I was like, oh, it's this. It's the branded channel thing. My comments were gone. All the people that ask questions, they got an answer. Like I am really actually pretty good at answering the questions. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. I felt good that he 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 recanted, like he recanted his reaction where he was like, Oh, I'm sorry, my my bad, my bad. You yeah, know? Like yeah. it wasn't a troll, mm-hmm, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You never know, like, you know, how you know, not the the intention is no not always clear in the comments or text or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. you know. Text is a funny thing, man. Like yeah. text is a, an interesting world to live in when you present yourself in video form but then the response comes in text yeah you know, like your enthusiasm never comes through if someone goes like good job you don't know if they're like good job or you know how <laughs> yeah. they're reacting you know that's cool listen andrew yeah i uh, you know I, unless like i'm perfectly happy to keep talking i i this is one of those this has been a, a real genuine treat for me uh, because I have been following you for a while now and, and you're just, you're just 
you're doing a killer job. I Thanks, really, really want you to know that. I really appreciate that. You know, I was thinking back to uh, uh, how I remember you. I actually reached out to you one time, many years ago, I think, uh, because I was in a project mm-hmm. where I was having to deal with some uh, um, NeoPixels and Arduino. And okay. I, sure. I had a project where I wanted to do something that animated NeoPixels in a certain way. And <laughs> yes, I'm going to say it on the podcast, but I did reach out to you and then I never heard anything back or something. I think you said you're too busy or whatever. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. There's not a chance. Yeah, there's no dude. way. No. So I was like, okay, that's there's, cool. There's, no, no. I see you. <laughs> In what way did you reach out? Here's the question. In yeah. what way? Did you reach out on like Instagram or something? Yeah. Because I don't have any yeah, from no, you on Instagram. You know what? It might still be in our in our DMs. It's just... Let's just Let double see. check. I'm, I'm recording on my phone, so I don't want to. I did wanna, not I respond to, to a it, question but... on. No, no, don't you do it. But it, and like, I'll just kill our bandwidth. But uh, it's okay. I just need to. Uh, this is all. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. This is what happens. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I feel. I feel no, awful. No, if that, I actually did know, not don't worry about respond. It. I got. How far back do I need to go? Uh, shoot, maybe two years. Holy shit. Literally oh, here years? you go. 2017. Three years. Whoa. May 2017. So what did I say? Yeah. See, I was like, hey, you know. So you said, yeah, Hugh, I found you through a hashtag search. Okay. Yeah. Press a button. Neopixels. And I, and 20, uh, so I saw you three days later. And then I said, uh. I said, sorry, I didn't see this. Yeah. Are you in a hurry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's my response. I think the impression that I got at that time, I was like, this guy is just super busy. So uh, I'm fine. I will reach out to. In 2017, 2017 was not a great time, but uh, fading in. (laughs) It's all good. Do you still need this code? (laughs) No, no, no. I actually, I found somebody. So you're somebody. saying I was a dick. No, no. You're, you're busy, you know. You're busy. And, and I oh, ended up finding terrible. a guy. I found a guy from France, and he was a student uh, in college, and he was looking for a senior project or something. And he, he took my project, okay. and, and I was willing to pay him. He said, no, 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 just... You know, just consider, just you know, let me know how it turns out. And I was like, oh, you're awesome, dude. So he gave me the code. Project. Yeah, and, and I still uh, have, I still have an end product that I want to produce based on the code that he sent me, and it's. So did you specifically talk to me for an hour just to call me out? <laughs> <laughs> if I did, I would have done that in minute number three or four early on in the podcast. That's that's an entertainer. That's an entertainer right there, man. It'd be like this: like, did you know that I once reached out to you and you never got back to me? You know. <laughs> like, now that now that we're on the air, let me just put this out moment. there, Hugh. <laughs> It's not live, but no. I mean, I can edit that whole thing right. out. Well, That'll be you know, for it's, your it's, Patreon. That's incredible. Like that, I'm, <laughs> I don't have a Patreon. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to pay me for anything. But it's, you know, it's interesting. Like the whole thing with 2017 is nuts. Yeah, it, it's no pandemic. Yeah, no, I mean, the cool thing about this, this whole exchange is that, yeah, you know, I, 
I was never butthurt, you know, because I reached out to somebody and they didn't they didn't come back with, you know. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and, and that can happen at any time. That kind of goes to show that this goes back to, to the advice that I gave. Like, if you try to, mm-hmm. uh, as part of your learning and reaching out to people, that's another thing. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you get shut down or if you don't get yeah. the response that you want, don't shut yourself down. You know, move on to the next person until you get the answer you need. Yeah. You know, it's funny, but like, it feels like, cause, cause I had sort of went like, Oh, you know, are you in a rush? And you'd said, well, I can send you some examples. And then I just never responded. And I don't oh. know that, that feels like a, I, I know it probably felt like a brush off, but I can tell you that it's not how I yeah. typically and I operate. Never take so anything I apologize personal if like that's that. what, if that's the impression you got. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't human. take anything. I, just feel- <laughs> <laughs> I don't take it personal. So I was like, I, I never can, you know, in growing up, I never had any enemies. I was always easygoing and, and never, never held grudges. So even in the online world, I still don't <laughs> listen. Play it. That's the, the, uh, the, the, the cosplay guy, uh, Charles Xavier, like he said, Oh, I'm going to be working on this big Godzilla. Like he's going to make a big foam Godzilla. Oh, cool suit. And I was like, I can help you with the ridge, the ridge lighting. I can help you with that. Nice. And now I'm like, oh my God, did I, I hope I follow through on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got you thinking now. You got to look at your backlog. Now that I've been called out. <laughs> Shit, I got to look at all the things I've promised to do, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm starting to generate a, a backlog of those promises too to other people who might have asked me to do stuff for them. And oh, I feel terrible, right? man. Yeah, like, you know, that. I guess that might be coming with, with you know, when you get a larger following, you start to get people reaching out more and as much as i'm a yes man and i want to help people you can't help everybody and and you have to be very careful on how you either let them go or say no and it's it's a constant struggle for me being a yes man and you know saying everything yeah you know it's funny like i i do i do get a number of requests like that like neo pixels in particular like like LED, rgb leds and i mean i, I typically really like doing stuff but there there is a certain point when i i need to just sort of respond with like a you know this sounds like you want me to do your work for you and i really just need you to figure it out for yourself here's how i would start you know which is why i feel so bad about this because i didn't even give you a starting point i just kind of went like (laughs) are you in a rush and then i just stopped (laughs) paying any attention at all yeah no i mean i've 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 honestly done the same thing i've done the same thing too and asking them like what's your time frame look like you know Mm-hmm. and I mean, we like even now i wouldn't say we're, we know each other so it's it's one of those funny things where there who knows what was going on may 2017 yeah you know who knows what was going on in that yeah. moment like i can't remember yeah. there's a good possibility i was just crazy yeah. busy yeah you know and i thought well if you're not in a rush i can get to it in a month For and sure. then i just never followed up because i'm that kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one goes into books, man. <laughs> but Andrew, listen, I want to yeah. I want to thank you uh, for this. This has been uh, this has been truly fun. Even even the end where you called me out and made me feel like an <laughs> asshole. It's totally fine. <laughs> My it's pleasure. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing, not just the end part. <laughs> The entire, the entire thing, but also the end part, I'm sure was fun for you. You probably really enjoyed that. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. That's what. all right, Andrew. <laughs> I wish you. What? No, 
Water under the bridge. That's, I'm going to have to treat right. it like that. It's, this is going to haunt me. Hey, by the way, this is going to haunt me for at least awesome. three months. I'm going to be like, talking to my wife about it like this one time. Oh, this one time I you know, didn't respond. And I'm going to be going through all the DMs in my phone just to make sure that I didn't yeah, let someone see, down. I'm helping that's you out it, here. That's I'm how I am. Now it's just keeping you on your toes. You're making me a better person, Andrew. <laughs> You're making me a better person. That's what counts here. Yes. Listen, I really appreciate it. Of Thanks course, so man. much. I hope we haven't interrupted your son's uh, nap and and uh, you, you Thanks, have a great. You too. I don't hear any thump, uh, thumping around upstairs, so I think he's still knocked out. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> That's what matters. That's All right, what matters. You, you, think, you take appreciate care. It. Thanks Talk a lot. Talk to you later. Talk to you sooner. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye bye. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Opening and closing track is Watch Him They Said from the 2018 album Hypocritic Oath by Not Of. All inquiries can be directed to admin at cancellthispodcast.com.